ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Jeff, today's going to be a perfect episode. It really is. Yeah. You know, just a, a nice, a really a nice, quiet episode. You know, we had a mania. We got, you know, rumbles wrapped up here. We're on the road at this point. Like, you know, I said, you know what? Let's just, let's just watch some Monday Night Raw and enjoy ourselves. Dude, I, I just always love this match. I mean, I remember it as a kid. You know, this was, this was a lot different because, you know, Monday night used to be, they sat in the studio, they kicked it to some matches. So this Raw, we forget how different this Raw presentation was, okay? Yep. Some some weeks were live, some were taped, but the taped ones, you didn't know the results. So it felt live, um, you know, live crowd, the commentators at ringside. I mean, the presentation of this was radically different. So yep. this was a big deal. And I mean, I used to watch... I mean, growing up, I used to watch primetime wrestling every Monday night. And, you know, I'd record it. I'd watch it the next day because I think it was on like 9 to 11 or something. It was late uh, as a kid. But this this Raw thing was so cool. And then this match, you know, was like, um, I mean, basically like a pay-per-view quality match. Like, yeah, loser leaves town, big step, long match you know, perfect to just come out of retirement. Flair was a former world champion. So this was a big deal um, and a really, really fun match. So I'm excited to go back and watch it. Uh, yeah, this this should be a lot of fun. You ready to get into the build on this? Yeah, one? let's jump right in, man. Yeah. All right. It's time for the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So third episode ever of Raw. January 25th, 1993. This match was taped, but that was the airing date. We're in the Manhattan Center. Uh, as you know, Jeff, I went back to the, what was it, the 25th anniversary of Raw in this building. It was surreal. Yep. It was like to be in a place that, you know, used to exist, but no longer does, that you watched every week as a kid. It was awesome. So I had a, I had a blast at this thing. Uh, sat right by the entrance. It was cool. Three matches on this show. Uh, Randy Savage is going to defeat the Repo Man in 13 minutes. I, I think the angle there was the Repo Man stole, repossessed Macho Man's hat. So real campy 1993 stuff there. Uh, yep. Kamala is going to defeat the Brooklyn Brawler in a three-minute squash. And then the main event. And, dude, 23-minute match, which long, long match for TV. Uh, but I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really it. But, uh, I mean – just a fun era. We're going to talk raw. We're going to, we got a lot of stuff to talk about during the match. Um, I know there wasn't a major build to this one, but how did we get to this stipulation? Yeah, we'll get well, real quick and then we'll get right into the match here. You had not a whole lot happening because these, you know, they didn't have the weekly TV at this point because literally it's just getting started. And so uh, we're doing this. You had Flair, uh, he had uh, teaming with Razor to take on Savage and Perfect at Survivor Series back in November. Um, and then you had uh, Flair at this point um, uh, that, you know, 
the two of these guys having their feud. And so it was actually um, January 20 or yeah, January 2nd. It kind of was when it kicked off. So just a little bit before this, you had uh, um, perfect in the Royal rumble as well too to uh, go for the number one contender match. And so, as we all know, but um, didn't win that one. And so, yeah, just kind of, you know, not a ton happening, plain and simple, like, you know, that while they had, you know, in the rumble together, there was, you know, the, the few matches here and there, um, for these guys with survivors, but that was really it. Like not a lot happening and just kind of getting right into it. Yep. Good. Well, I'm pumped to cover this one season one, episode three of raw 25 minute mark. Jeff, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right. We're getting ready to tie up here. Manhattan center. Headlock on hunger banner in the background. There's probably an Ike. Oh, there it is. Ico Pro. I was just about to say, probably an Ico yep. banner, yep. which they hung for the 25th anniversary. I love that. Touch. Which was nice. You had yeah. your shirt on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was wearing the Ico Pro shirt. And I there somebody did a picture and post on Twitter and it had like tens of thousands of views. Like it was like, dude, there because it was JR and uh uh King on commentary, and I was like right between them standing there. It was like yep. dude was wearing an Ico Pro shirt in the background. I was like, Yeah, I think you might oh, yeah. So uh yeah, man, the neon WWF logo. This is just great stuff here. I'm pumped. So, um, you know, this was the, the reason there wasn't much of a build is just because this was thrown together. So uh, yeah. Blair is on his way out and he had a contract through September. Vince was going younger. And so Vince, you know, and Flair's 44 at the time. So Vince says, Hey, we're doing the youth movement thing. And I don't have a spot for you. Come work in the office. And Flair said, well, I still want to wrestle. And, that was it. He reached out to WCW. WCW would take him back. And, you know, they they left on good terms. And that was the end of Flair and WWE for, what, 10, 11, 12 years, whatever it was. So pretty pretty wild. Yep. Um, for me, the Ric Flair thing in WWF, I mean, as much as I enjoyed the Macho Man stuff, it just didn't really work. And, you know, 2020 hindsight, but we didn't know who Ric Flair was. And, yeah. you know, that's the problem is, you know, Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, uh, Pat Patterson, they knew who Ric Flair was and they knew about the Four Horsemen and they knew about all those legendary promos. Jeff, I never saw any of those promos until, you know, the last 20 years. Like, I, I, Ric Flair didn't mean anything. I just knew he was a big star on a show I didn't watch from the magazines. So yep. if you went back, what you should have done is – you know, built the Ric Flair character. And I know Vince just didn't like that 80s stuff, but maybe you modernize it a little bit. But Ric Flair should have been, you know, kind of a modern day Ted DiBiase with the limousine and, you know, the girls and the shoes and the suits and just been this really, really arrogant, dirty heel and came in and picked a fight with Hulk Hogan. But they didn't present it right. So it was just, hey, why is this guy wearing a blurred out belt? And what's really going on? And they they just they blew it. I mean, really, I yeah. think Blair would have had a much longer run had they presented him the right way. And that's completely, completely on WWF and Vince, not on yep. Flair the performer. Yep, absolutely. 
So they're, they're kind of being methodical at this point. You had a little bit, you kind of working in the corner, or just kind of these, you know, a little bit of wrestling here, but kind of slowing it down a little bit. So that's okay. Um, but good stuff so far. Yep. So final Kurt Heading match before he passed away was 2002 against Jeff Jarrett. Um, he worked a, a series of TNA matches. So at one point, him and Road Dog were a tag team. He worked a couple against Ron Killings, six way match. Uh, and then his last WWF match was in uh, the 2002 Royal Rumble. He also worked the uh, XWF tapings against Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah. And then he was WCW prior to that. So, you know, he had that limited run at WWF, and that was it, man. But uh, just looking at some of his top matches, Bret Hart at the uh, King of the Ring, uh, mm-hmm. a, a four-star match against Tito Santana, uh, Shawn Michaels, the other Bret Hart match uh, from SummerSlam, uh, this match. Just so a whole uh, a Roddy Piper match, just a whole big boss man, just a whole bunch of four star matches. Um, probably lower than it should have been. I mean, you know, realistically, Kurt Henning was a great worker, so my guess is they were probably a little better than that by today's standards. But yeah, I mean, just a just a great worker, and uh, I think we remember a lot of those matches. I, I wish we would have gotten more from him and Sean. I think they would have been just fantastic together. Uh, you know, a couple of Bret Hart matches, but would have been nice to have more of those as well. Yeah, I think my uh, the, the Hart Perfect match is always one that I remembered forever. Uh, we don't we don't have a folding chair. That's a conference chair. Oh my gosh, that would uh, yeah, like horrible, hell. right? Woo-hoo. Boy, that would have been terrible to bring that down on him. Oh, going to commercial break though. Here we go. We'll be right back, and we're back. Okay. Um, yeah, just crazy. Uh, I did want to point out too, this is a loser leaves town stipulation as well, too. We didn't say that. And so that will play into the aftermath of this one. But yeah, just reminding everybody that's what we're dealing with. I got some good Meltzer stuff for you, Ray. Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> he's so Meltzer was talking about Flair saying, hey, you know, he's going to be moved from being a headliner to kind of the mid card and uh, either tag with Razor Ramon, uh, you know, do some jobs. Uh, but the but the funny part about this paragraph was uh, Tatanka and Doink are about to get mega pushes. Oh, man, that's what you want. Yep. I, I don't know if they got mega pushes. I, I might challenge him on that. Um, I will go with no on that. Yeah. He, Meltzer said that uh, the you know when when Hart and Flair were working the house show matches that it was getting rave reviews. You know the funny part is is that Ric Flair was still one of the you know two or three best workers in the WWF at this point. So oh we need a youth movement. Uh, you know he's forty four <laughs> years old. He's like the second or third maybe best wrestler you have behind Bret Hart. You know yeah. Bret, Shawn Michaels and and Ric Flair right. Uh, yep. Heading uh, Mr. Perfect to blade job here so he's bleeding uh, selling the hell out of that corner whip too that was a little nutty but yeah so apparently the savage michaels matches uh were disappointments and Meltzer says savage seems to have lost his motivation in the ring so yeah that's probably part of what led to you know vince saying hey we're going younger but it's mm-hmm. just wild that you know you still had uh, uh uh macho around you still had flair around um yeah, but you know they went younger. Here, here's a good one. Uh, 
Meltzer said that the double main event for WrestleMania was going to be perfect and heart and then versus Yokozuna. I have no idea what that means. Perfect and heart versus Yokozuna appear to be the double main event. So somehow they were going to do perfect and Yoko and then Brett and Yoko. Yeah, that's weird. Unless Hogan works, which is unlikely, which of course Hogan did work, but it didn't affect our Yoko thing. So wrong again. I got, I got one more interesting thing for you. Okay. So I I was just kind of browsing the newsletters in this like six week span. Okay. Like the first six weeks of tw- of 1993. So you're thinking like 1993. What's going on during 1993? It was you know it was not a golden era of wrestling. Okay, L- mm-hmm. listen to what happens. Ric Flair jumps from WWF to WCW. Marty Jannetty, who's getting ready to be you know in the Intercontinental Title feud against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, gets fired again. Andre the Giant dies. Kerry Von Erich dies. JR is fired from WCW and jumps to WWF. Monday Night Raw debuts. Put in charge of WCW is Eric Bischoff. That's just Just, the first six weeks of the year. That's crazy. Yeah. That's That's insane. Think about the wrestling business. Like, if if I said, hey, in the last six weeks of the NFL season, Tell me what happened. Like, no, you wouldn't tell me anything interesting. You go, oh, Patrick Mahomes had a good game. Oh, this, uh, you know, star yep. wide receiver uh, tore his AC. I mean, it's not interesting. That's what nope. makes the wrestling business, right? Like, even in this era where the on screen product pretty much sucked, right? WCW and WWF kind of sucked. That's all the shit going on behind the scenes. That's why, like, the business is so interesting and will always be. It's it's yep. often more exciting than what's on camera. Yeah, I, I just think like it, it's just crazy to think like these like pockets like that of like you know times in wrestling like that like all that happening like yeah like how how consequential it was for not just like 1993 but like wrestling overall like you know the legacy of at the time you're thinking hey is you're at the time you're thinking are these businesses even going to last like this industry's dying wcw is barely hanging on wwf is running high school gyms and taping three or four raws at a time right Uh, are they even going to survive and then boom hogan's in wcw and there's some intrigue there and Fast forward two years later, and you've got the NWO. I mean, it's just like just crazy what happened. Three, you know, four years after this, the business is hot as hell with the Monday Night Wars. Yep. But at we the same it. time, I look at I look at how great it is right now, and it's like there's no guarantee. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't think Vince is saying, hey, this thing could, and Bruce, guys like that aren't saying, hey, this thing could turn around. I mean, you Triple H and Charger Creative, he used to work high school gyms. You know, he he knows what could happen. So I don't think they take it for granted at all. And I think that's why they're trying to, you know, grow the thing internationally and make sure it continues to grow. Yeah, anymore. I, you know, and, you know, we talked about it last week. At what point, too, does like Triple H or even, oh, not even Triple H, but like Endeavor, do they wake up and, like, you know what? We're going to kill AEW this week. Like, we, we're, we're going to, 
whether it's buy out or, you know, go after the TV deals or whatever it might be like, you know, and I wonder too, like, you know, how much, uh, or how, like it, it, with all the TV deals and everything happening and stuff like that, like, and a lot of these executives, like, how do they feel about Endeavor? And so, yeah, like, the, like Tony Khan is just Tony Khan. Like we, we've said this before. I don't know who he surrounds himself with is like the business people that lo- didn't look great, but yeah. Um, you know, who is he surrounding himself with to make some of these business deals and to get some of these people like in the doors that he needs to, like, if it's just him, and you're reading, like we've said it before, you're just reading his like anger tweeting after he gets pissed off. Like, I don't want to work with that guy. But at the same time, like Endeavor, like a multi-billion dollar company, Nick Khan, who's got the TV backing, like, you know, like I feel like anymore, they've kind of pushed Vince out. You know, he's on the board, but he's just on the board. Like he doesn't, you know, but he's probably perfectly content with that and to take his multi-million dollars and just and do it. But, you know, at what point do they say, yep, all right, today's the day we're going to kill him. Yep. Good little match here. Kind of, I say not slow, but methodical is the best way to put it. And so these guys kind of working hard, um, kind of stiff as well, too. Like kind of some, some good moves and stuff like that. Yeah. I I have my doubts on how AEW is going to handle Sting's retirement. I, I think having Flair involved is kind of weird. Um, I've just been... I've just been disappointed in general. I, I think it could have and should have been a bigger deal. Um, I wonder too, and, and maybe this is just the WWF mark in me, but like I wonder, you know, does Sting come out in WWE at some point for like a farewell from there? Yeah, boy, that'd be crazy. Yeah, so if they can see, you know, does he does he come out? What you know? I mean, I guess it won't work with WrestleMania because of the timing, but like. Do you, do you get him, you know, at a SummerSlam or something one final time, you know, just to do a stinger splash? And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, Rage is a big fan of his, so I could see them saying, you know, can, can we do something with you, even if you're not going to wrestle again? Well, and I wonder, too, like, okay, AEW's doing this long retirement for him. Like, is he, is he wavering? Like, you know, is it, is it how he wants to, hopefully it pans out to where he's going out, how he wants to go out, but you know, is it though, like it it, is going out with, you know, half a million people watching you on AEW dynamite, really how you want to go out. I I don't know. Like, um, on the flip side, like, do you, do you give him, it doesn't even have to be a mania moment. Like give him a, like give him, you know, maybe a WCW related pay-per-view, you know, historical moment, like let it be survivor series. Like who cares? Like, you know, whatever it might be, but you know, I I would have a little hesitation. I don't know. Yeah, I I just don't think it's been. I mean, they're having just a. It's just a really good match, you know. Just commercial break here. Um, yeah, I don't just a just a really good match, just back and forth, and I mean this this for for this era, this is like. A really, really good match. You just didn't see mm-hmm. much of this. So we only yeah. have nine minutes. So it's, we only have nine minutes before we have to go, is what the commentary just said. Ooh. I got the subtitles on screen for some reason. Big so. nucks there. Yeah. Big shot yeah, there. I just, from I, 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 again, we'll see how they, they handle the sting thing. Uh, again, I know I'm a WWF mark, but it's like, 
it feels like the send-off needs to be at WrestleMania. But I'd say the same for Edge. I'd say the same for Daniel Bryan. Like, these guys, you know, their final match should be at WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah, plain and simple. Did you hear Jericho kind of running down WWE? Uh, he was on yeah. Chris Van Fleet's podcast recently. And, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to show up for the Hall of Fame, and I don't even care. I'm sitting there thinking, dude, it may not be for 10 years. You're going to be up on stage in a suit and, you know, hugging Vince and Triple H. They yeah. always do. You know, all these guys all talk a big game, and, and that's fine. I get it. Like, you probably do beat it at the time. But it's like, you know, for all the shit Jim Cornette said about WWE, guess what? Tuxedo on stage giving the speech, you know. Yep. Some of it's just age and perspective, you know. You get to a point where, God. I mean, look at perfect. Perfect kind of selling. Here we go. Yep. Kind of just taking the chops. Really good. So yeah, flair kind of backing off. Really good. Yeah. Bleeding a little bit too. Yep. There, like you said, from perfect, kind of all over the forehead. Yeah. You know, one of the things perfect could have probably used was like a shift in gimmick at this point. Like, mm. you know, instead of the Mr. Perfect thing, you know, do you, you know, calling him Kurt Henning, you know, yeah. even if he's still using the perfect brand or word, you know, just remember you're, you're good, but I'm perfect. Like, you know, you could still use it in there, but you know, or the perfect one, Kurt Henning, like it would just been the Mr. Perfect thing. Like, by the nineties just seemed a little goofy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and especially at a time when like a lot of these wrestlers work, you know, you know, different come out, somebody different or like, you know, kind of the gimmick or maybe he, you know, he lost being perfect or something. Like do you play up that storyline? Like, you know, yeah. that could have been a thing. Blair using the ropes here, trying to get the pin. Yep. I don't know how the ref is counting there. Is that Earl? What's he doing? It's just weird. That's a little different. He's trying to get the uh, kicks the leg off. I like that. Yep. Going for the perfect plex. Got it. Always one of my favorite moves. Oh, so and nobody does it. Look at that ovation. Everybody on their feet. Yep. I mean, really they're stuff, going. Yep. They are going nuts. Really good stuff. Yep. He didn't flip it out. That's fantastic. Good match. There you go. Yep. Really good match. Yeah. Yeah. Heenan not pleased. Love it. I, I, I just, I think this is so good. I mean, flares arguably in his prime or maybe the tail end of his prime, but still looks great. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I, it just felt like he underachieved, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, yep. Gone too soon, yep. That's it, man. Good stuff, all right. Flair, Flair on his way out back to WCW. All right. are leaving town. Okay. Get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. So did you like it? 
Yeah, I did. I I think the match was uh, like I said, it's very methodical. I think, but, but and I say that in a good way um, because I thought that they they worked extremely well together. Um, you kind of wonder, like, did uh, Flair want to work with him since he knew he was leaving, and kind of how they did that. And so, yeah, I think it was just overall, I was really impressed. How about you? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, again, different era. I I understand that, like. Yeah. If it was on Raw this week or on AEW this week, you'd go, oh, it was kind of slow, and oh, the match mm-hmm. was too long. Bro, different era. Yeah. And at, the, at this at this time, really good match. Uh, you know, two established guys. I liked it. Again, I, I stand firm that I think a more modern presentation of Mr. Perfect would have been good. I think building Flair as, as a character more uh, would have been good. So... Yeah, I, yep. you know, I, I, just being critical of those two things. But otherwise, uh, I liked it, man. I thought it was really yeah. good. Yeah, so this one, kind of what happened. Flair, of course, this was uh, his, you know, return to WCW at this point. His last appearance with who was WWF at the time would have been February 11th, 1993. Like I said, this was taped, and so um, it really didn't happen that long. Perfect, though. He actually started feuding with Lex Luger. Uh, Luger ended up beating him in the WrestleMania 9 match, um, even though uh, you had uh, – Perfect feet were on the ropes, and so there were some shenanigans as well to there, and so they kind of um, uh, ended up getting into a feud with Shawn Michaels after that, and so yeah, just you know, it kind of made sense, but you know, they continued the feud, or you know, Shawn Michaels and Perfect uh, continuing or starting the feud after Mania, so just some some quick stuff there. Uh, PWI Perfect was nine in nineteen ninety three. Flair was six. Um, Kind of an interesting write-up here uh, from no stars here, but just an interesting write-up. Uh, it won't look as though Flair jumped from WWF to WCW to the casual fan. It will look as though Flair lost his job with WWF and had no choice but to return to WCW, which is established again as the second-rate circuit. I don't know whether or not Flair had the choice in whether to handle his departure like this or his release was based on him doing this on the way out, but the particular clean job in the match that would be viewed by millions rather than just a few thousand hardcore fans in a few cities, many of whom don't take wins and losses seriously, will have an effect on Flair's image upon his return. While Flair's first interview in WCW, uh, and this is dependent upon him going there, which of course he did, may erase much of the stigma of the loss to a degree. The clean loss to Perfect in a match that forced him to leave rather than him deciding to seek a more lucrative pastures in the fans' eyes will establish him in some eyes as damaged goods for his return. Um, interesting. Uh, and so he, he, of course, didn't uh, just kind of get the report on this one. Um, uh, the match was said to have been excellent, lasting about 20 minutes and perfect juiced. The blade seems to be back and mused minimally with perfect winning with the perfect plex. And so no stars on this one, but, um, you know, kind of interesting write up kind of his thoughts on flair. What are your thoughts, Tom? And I, and I did see somewhere that he gave this four stars. So, okay, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I liked it. I mean, this is kind of like, you know, my, my childhood era. So, um, I, I got this at a seven, like a really solid seven, just crowd was into it. Love these guys thought it was a fun little stipulation. Love the raw setting. What about you? 
I'm right there too. Um, yeah, I think it was just a good match overall. Like it didn't, the build was so short. Like there just wasn't a lot going on. Yeah. They had a few matches here and there, but overall though, like it didn't need a ton. Um, but on the flip side, like you, you have a good match like that. Like it, you don't need more than that. And yeah, while they're, they're not like super technical, that's not what I'm looking for either. Um, but it was still really good overall. I'm glad we covered it, man. Yeah, me too. I, of course, want to remind everybody, new year, new you, whatever you're looking for, uh, using our promo codes at manscaped.com, uh, all kinds of new stuff uh, from the end of the year in the shop. And so uh, using the promo code PAYOFF will get you 20% off and free shipping. Make sure that you're using that. Uh, whatever you're getting, whatever you're ordering, like it's absolutely worth it. Tom and I, we talk about it every week. Tom and I love it. And so make sure to check it out. So um all right, we continue on the road next week. Not quite WrestleMania matches for us, but we're getting there. Dude, I'm pumped. This is the best best time of the year to be a wrestling fan, and yep. it's, just, it's awesome, man. It's just – it is so much fun. So uh, we appreciate you listening, as always. We'll see you next week on an all-new episode of The Pack.